No hate, no hype, no fear. We are DFR. Your protection from, from deception. If you have a questioning nature and a desire to nourish your essence within you have reached the realm of truth, live from inner space, it's the next sequel to Interactive Enlightenment, brought to you by your host, Seven Bomar. Enjoy non-stop breakthroughs, advanced knowledge, and self-discovery to the core of your very essence. Join us as we map the blueprint to the cosmos and dissolve the mysteries of the Matrix. You are now connected to the Keymaker. and balance vibration to everyone and thank you for tuning in to episode seven of the Keymaker. and man are we going to have an amazing time tonight or it could be daytime depending on where you are and uh before i get started today i, I noticed there was a little bit of sound issue um with the last show and then also you know i noticed my sound seems a bit low from the network so okay i got someone saying that they're hearing me loud and clear so i'm going to go ahead and, and go ahead into this and wow i spend quite a week. There's been tons going on. I've been really, really able to utilize even a lot of the things that have been spoken about on the Keymaker show on a consistent basis to crack through and uncover yet more of what we're dealing with in this matrix and how we can have that major breakthrough that we're looking for. So, you know, first and foremost, I just want to definitely say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Um, This is definitely a show about solutions and it's a show about getting out of the cycle. It's about being very innovative, being the Lord of your life, the master of your own universe and universe, and beginning to look at this experience is not as a victim, but as someone who actually has the potential and the ability to do anything when given the proper formula and actually having the will and belief that one can do so. So this is what this is about. It's about empowering you and allowing you to step forth as your own supreme being, your own God, and your own creator, and to begin to actually do that, create. And then in that understanding exactly what it takes and how it is a, consist- a consistent thing, meaning it balances not something you just do one time and then all of a sudden it's over. It's something that you do on a consistent basis in order to keep your balanced creations coming through. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is uh, just, well, we're going out of 2015, according to the Gregorian calendar, and we're about to head into 2016. And I think that's quite amazing. The year just, you know, sped by. I feel like time is is speeding up in general. And we've talked about that, that as things get faster, the computers get faster, and everyone demands more rapid, faster things, then that's also a collective projection that goes into the reality that we all start to experience time even faster. So here we are at another year. But I can definitely say when recalling and recounting this year, it's been quite a few different things going on uh, that synchronistic. And I noticed that first with the dates. Uh, many of the dates, such as the Gregorian calendar holidays, actually fell on very significant astrological holidays, such as or astrological occurrences, such as eclipses 
full moons, etc. So if you go back into the calendar, you actually notice that Easter and many of these uh, Gregorian calendar holidays actually came right on point with many of the astrological uh, occurrences in the in the reality. And to me, that's what really dictated um, what kind of year that we were in, that I felt like, you know, if there ever could be a lineup, then it would be this year. And I just think that it's more of a, it's a Gregorian calendar lineup, meaning that the Gregorian calendar it lined itself up to astronomical occurrences this year. And we'll see what happens next year, if it'll remain the same or if it'll come off a little bit. But I think there was a lot of talk, especially in the beginning of the year. Um, I can't say it was a lot of talk. Many people uh, knew that 2016 was supposedly the year of the light which is, of course, the, the time dictation of the beginning of uh, the Masonic calendar. So I think that what's actually happening here when we, when we look at the astrological, or excuse me, the astronomical observances is that we find that this is a very deep synchronistic period that we're going through. And then sure enough, if you look a little bit closer, you'll start noticing that there is a lot of change in every way going on in the world. The world is actually going quantum. And sometimes we look at those changes as just being, oh, you know, well, did we get free or did we, you know, uh, overthrow the government or, you know, did we, you know, get some t- total world awakening where everyone glides into the sky? But it's actually the, the nucleus or the as below resonators that we need to look at to begin to determine what exactly is happening because there could be an there is a massive movement going on, but that doesn't mean that everyone's involved in it and everyone's experiencing it and benefiting from it. So always make that person a note that just make sure that you're not spending your time, and this is your own choice, but spending your time still rehashing the past and what went on are things that actually don't really have any real relative significance to your spiritual progress while there is some massive awakening going on and some experiences that could be had by yourself. I mean, there's the big... Uh, realization of even the shamanistic practices, ayahuasca, DMT, you know, all these different things have really come into the forefront for the last four or five, let's say 10 years. Obviously, there was a completely, um, there was a whole complete segment of that back in the 60s, but it was, of course, mixed with a lot of the programming that we're now uncovering with the music and all those kind of things. So what I'm saying is, is look very closely at 2016 and notice the major shifts that have gone on in the world and don't get distracted by what's going on on TV or what's going on with the na- latest conspiracy theorist that's doing the externalization of what's really going on in our universe. Because whatever we choose to benefit from, that is our choice. So the second thing, uh, well, I don't want to keep saying first and second thing, but I try to order it in some kind of way. But this is uh, also another one of those astronomical occurrences is actually that uh, this Christmas that everyone will be celebrating or I I guess all the people who celebrate Christmas, I definitely won't be celebrating in the way in which uh, others will be celebrating. So we'll talk about that today. But it also rolls on a full moon. And obviously that's the winter solstice. And during that time, the sun is at its lowest point, according to how the earth is positioned. And during that time, you actually can take yourself through the good old death, burial, and resurrection process of your own consciousness. This means having the opportunity to actually turn over a brand new leaf. And this is why you find things such as the New Year's resolution becoming a major part of that period of time, because it is still remnants of that this process is actually supposed to be about not going into this next year or this next circle or cycle or annu 
into that same old frequency, but actually breaking those old wineskins, as it said, by actually coming up with something new. And so that's the big challenge is how do you create something new in this matrix? Because oftentimes we feel like, you know, everything's already been done and, you know, we're in some kind of a, uh, of a consistent program that will always remain the same. And that's just not true. So the, um, one of the things that I want to talk about right off is about breaking those shells. And if you remember a while back, I talked about how in the Kabbalah, it actually mentions how the shells are actually the frequencies that build up around even the planetary systems that are in every aspect, all of the actions and activities that go on in a cycle become solidified. This is called the shells or the even the, that term is uh, is interpreted as the excrement. So it actually means what the, is the byproduct of things. And so that's the first thing that we need to pay attention to is that the shells that can often build up around the body, the aura, the planet, etc., can be likened unto excrement, meaning that actual uh, feces of uh, things that have occurred, the byproduct. So if we remain in that shell without transforming ourselves, like you see many different animals and species of this creation have a process where they either shed, uh, um, in, in every tense, that, that's generally what they do. They shed their skin, they shed their fur, and they get on a new coat. So it's important for us to start taking the pointers of doing things like that and begin to shed off the old shell of the previous, not only just year, but the previous consciousness. And so we're going to talk about today about exactly how to do that, how to have that frequency shift. So the frequency shift is very important because it's actually the only thing that I found that actually allows the person to be consistent about their new level of progress and their awakening. And I find that words sometimes become rather irrelevant to a person who is looking to make a great change if they don't have that frequency shift. And it's because you can you can tell them the greatest knowledge that you've ever come across, period. And if they are not ready for that frequency shift and they're not ready to do it themselves and to go forth and do the things that are necessary to cause a different vibration to come over their total consciousness, then they remain in that same shell, that same overlay. So frequency shifts generally accompany massive spiritual experiences, sometimes even trauma, anything that actually shifts the frequency of the person for long enough for them to say, whoa, I can see where I was and I'm definitely not there now and I'm able to get a bird's eye view. Since you're now out of that shell, you're out of that overlay, you're able to get an entirely different view of what was going on with you during that process. And this allows you to have that opportunity to go into great change. So we find that these frequency shifts are often caused when a person uh, raises their frequency using any kind of um, chakra opening techniques such as breathing. Uh, some people use the plants of nature and some again have had these experiences all of a sudden, paranormal even sometimes, that have taken their frequency to an entirely different level and they find themselves not being able to go back into that old shell or go into that old overlay. Like every time they go back into that old place and those old people and they're still talking that same thing, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like something the person doesn't want to be, re, uh, be a part of anymore. And that's because the frequency shift is beginning to take place. So it's a great visualization to understand what needs to happen, especially if you're talking to someone and then you feel like you're just not breaking through. 
And that breaking in the breaking through is actually to crack that shell, even in intense the calcification that goes on around many of the glands to break that shell, which is something like the outer area, the outer area of an egg, in order to allow that person to birth themselves. So techniques for breaking the shells are, as we've mentioned, and also bringing the, the vibration of the body up. You can do that through changing your diet. I mean, there's a multitude of ways to actually do it, but it must be done. And again, information and knowledge is not the greatest way to do that. It ranks very low on the list. And this is because when we're looking through this shell, it's almost like we're looking through a film or a layer over our own eyes. That's hence the term, the overlay. And everything that we see through those eyes then become interpreted based on our own shell and our own overlay. So if you have a bad attitude, then what you see, you tend to interpret with that same attitude or that same way. And so this is a good example of how these shells and overlays affect how we see things. So let me just take a quick moment here, check in the chat box, make sure everyone's on point. And um, yep, it looks like everyone's on point and I got the time over here, so I'm going to keep going with it. So this is a big thing, but the, the latest big uh, uncovering, unveiling that has happened uh, with my message just recently, if I could say so myself, is the full and total realization of exactly what's happening within how these matrices work, how projections go on, how illusions are created, and how that runs side by side with what we're actually calling today technology. And this is why I believe personally, and I've said it once, I'll say it again, that 2016 is a massive year for great awakening for those who can, not just awakening, excuse me, you, you, many are already awake, but massive, um, um, the word that I'm looking for is, is that, see, there's another level to this. There's the ability to get out of the matrix and the false matrix and go into the real uh, matrix, which is the womb itself, and, and make your hyperdimensional travel. There's being able to communicate with others on the telepathic and synchronistic levels. There is being able to go extended periods of time without taking in any matter or mass. So, and there's all the powers and the abilities that come with the activated chakra center. See, we've been building to that, and Many of us have not lost that vision and have been experiencing many things, uh, even sometimes just intermittently, but we've been experiencing part of this massive transformation. So what we're still looking for, though, is we're looking for the total metamorphosis. And what I believe is that all of it is time because I've noticed that even with where I've been positioned since I've come into this knowledge, the people that I've run into the exact time that I start figuring out certain things, when I can actually begin to tell other people about those things because of being able to articulate it in the proper way and to show all the different connections to it, all of that has come at a specific time, as if there is an overall projection that's happening. It may be done by us collectively that's saying, this is the process and the procedure in which you come into the awakening. You may want to do it all at once, like somebody may want to take the whole cup of tea or somebody may want to take the whole pack of uh, diamond tree or whatever, but 
we know that that process could also cause issues. It could cause even a total abortion of the person's process of going into their higher levels of consciousness. So everything is timed. You don't actually see the baby born on the first month, per se, in the physical world. It's the nine-month gestation process. So this means that there is some order, and that's what we talked about before, that the only real law in order actually comes from the cosmos. And us being cosmic We have this order and process that we go through for our total awakening if that's where our path, if that's where we we decided to steer our path. So in that, what I find is it becomes very easy to read what we used to call the dream scope or actually reading the the scope of the reality to determine, well, what's going to happen next? How can I start finding connections within time cycles, finding connections within my own life, my name, uh, alphabet symbols, etc., to determine where I'm at in this matrix process. And that's, of course, what we call the triangulation process to determine exactly where you are. This is almost like running your a- astrological chart and determining where you were at a certain point to assess where you are now. So because of that, running that process on myself, I see 2016 as being the year that I go quantum making the quantum leap through our consciousness because there's still huge gaps. We all have to admit that, you know, you may run into someone and they may just be starting on this. They're just starting about the talking about the preliminary stuff and they may even start tapping into the diet. And it's going to take a quantum leap for them to get from the information part of this to the diet part of this, which is one of the major and key components. So that's a quantum leap. So the quantum leap I feel for us and because I do speak on a collective here, is next, well, starting now, it's happening now, but next year in a tense because so many different things are rolling out next year. Like when I look at the tech sector and when I look at, you know, uh, even the, the political uh, arenas, when I look at all these different things, they all have this date, 2016, 2016. And because we know how to read this as above, so below blueprint to the reality, what 2016 reveals is that it's the year of really the final pieces to the code, to the matrix. And this is because we've caught on completely that Everything that's introduced into this reality from a technological level is plagiarized from the spiritual aspect of things, hence the terms that the hair is the antenna, the cameras, the eyes, etc. So they're literally gambling that people are so sleep and so sunk into this electronic false matrix that have been, has, has been created to where technology is actually the direct counterpart of spirituality that people will never catch on to that, hey, technology is the plagiarization from spirituality. However, since I'm onto that, that means that I'm analyzing every single wave of new technology, be it virtual reality, be it augmented reality, etc., to then decrypt and decipher it using the code to the matrix and then seeing, oh, here's the spiritual aspect of what that equals. And so this is going to answer major questions uh, or give us formulas. It's not just going to answer questions. It's going to give us formulas of how to reverse engineer false matrices in our own consciousness. So this means that Remember what we talked about before, that the cure is always bundled with the poison. The poison is bundled with the cure. It's just about the formula that's used, the dosage that's used to determine each of those effects. So to explain that very clearly, your friend 
can in fact be your worst enemy. And the reason is, is because the friend has gotten deep into your consciousness. The friend has, has been with you either for a prolonged period of time or have set themselves in your consciousness as something very important. So thus, if something happens with you and your friend, like a falling out, then generally that affects you more than someone that you don't know and then you have a disagreement with them. So this same person that could be the greatest individual in your life, you know, they call BFF or whatever, then it could also end up being your worst enemy. So this is just an analogy of how you will find there are two sides to everything in dualistic matrices. And then what we're encouraged to do is to get into the pinnacle of that, to actually get into the center point of that, you know, the the pyramids have three sides and that tip to where you're there and you're making the proper judgments in order to be balanced within yourself and to balance what's going on around you. So I want to start off also by talking about that. So these overlays, if you want to look at the technological counterpart to what overlaying realities are, because last me- the last message we started to crack into, the well, even before that, we were cracking into the holographic projector. And then we talked about that there's some kind of process to where light, which is what you begin as at a certain level, you don't actually begin. So I just have to you know, denote it as there's a part of you that is pure light that is before all of this. And then that, after that step down and then refracted, then you become slowed down, you become more dense, and then you enter into physicality. And then we talked about that through that process that there's a lot of overlaying going on in shells. And we uncovered that because of the planetary systems. We talked about that there was geometry in each planetary system that when you went through that system, you in effect got overlaid with that pattern. So if you go through the Venusian field, you get overlaid with the Phi base pattern. You go through the Saturnalian field, you get overlaid with the hexagram base pattern. You go through the Earth field, you get overlaid once again with the cube base pattern and the triplicity base pattern. So these patterns is what you see when you start looking at the Cadman or the actual diagram of the human being on the astronomical level. You begin to see them as a complex blending of geometry, and we like to call this chakra centers, okay? And the spinning of this geometry and the rotations of this geometry, how fast it's going, where it's at, starts to determine where the person's consciousness is and what they're aware of, what spaces they can get into, and what spaces they're excluded from. So we've gone through all that. If anybody may be clueless to this topic, you may want to jump into the university and get these lessons one-on-one and then start to really speed up your consciousness. But this is stuff that we've already gone through. So what I've been able to add to that now is augmented reality, which is a new form of technology that has come out in, in uh, conjunction with virtual reality, is actually more of the diagram that you're looking at to understand how can a reality be overlaid with something that is not actually how it really is. So how augmented reality works very briefly for those who don't know what it is at all is that you could take a device like a camera phone, let's say, or a phone, one of the new modern phones, and then you can hold that device up over another object that's in the reality, let's say just a, a simple square that has a specific symbol on it. And then when you look through the phone's camera at it, so you're seeing it on the phone, it appears as something entirely different. 
So this is called augmented reality, and they're using it now to create games, to hide me messages and information all around the world. Google Glass was like one of the big advents of augmented reality. So I'm not going to give you a technological lesson today about augmented reality. You can go research it yourself. But what I'm saying is, is it's showing you the process of how you overlay things in the reality with entirely different identities that don't actually appear the way that they are. So when, we're, when we want to cross that back over to spirituality, what we have to see is, is that that process is how this reality works. It's, and you know that because when you do any kind of massive chakra opening, you see plants as they really are. You see animals as they really are. You see people as they really are. You see the emission of light coming from them. You see the movement and you're even able to perceive that there's some level of, of in-depth communication coming from these subjects. So this means that when your chakras are not open, hence you're slowed down or into the matrix illusionary frequency, you don't see that. You actually see this, oh, well, that's a plant that's just sitting over there in the corner. Or, you know, this is a dog. You know, dogs are dogs. They don't have any mind uh, reason. They have a little reason, but they're not as advanced as human, et cetera. You get to make these judgments and these statements based on the filter that you're seeing things through. But in the event that you happen to open up the chakra centers and get rid of those overlays and shells that have been put over your filters and your consciousness, then voila, you actually are able to see what's really there. Okay, so that's once again a great example of how augmented reality is actually what's occurring on a day to day basis. And it's not as technological as them firing these huge beams and mirrors or any of that, because this has been going on for thousands or we don't even know an uncounted level of time. But it's actually the utilization of the collective frequency field, meaning the field that we all share that transcends space and time. It's the use of that to keep the reality in this low, dense, vibratory frequency by showing us death, telling us it's the end, giving us this whole dismal approach to how the reality really works, keeping us under some kind of possession in the tense to that we belong to something else like the king or the parliament, this kind of thing. So we now are encouraged to begin to look at a lot of the stuff that we've thought is so airy and, and so uh, uh, hyperdimensional as being literal and something that's going on in our reality if we can interpret it properly. So we're heading up to the first break. We haven't even really got started yet because this is going to be a massive revelation for many people about how to begin their own projection, especially going into this 2016, so you can get on with what's here for you and your process throughout the universe and the universe because this is what it's all about. So once again, I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. It's an amazing time, especially for me and for many of those that have been following the message since the beginning and to tell you the truth we're just getting started because this is only a fraction of who we really are and that is a fact so let's go ahead and take a, a break and then we'll come forward Frequency Radio.
and we're forward again and once again you know it's an amazing time like i said you know i'm juiced up for the show and intense i got tons of energy and tons of current flowing through me so it's really something for our for everyone to feel i mean there's more than enough it's limitless and it's inexhaustible and the well is uh is running over so let us all take a good drink of this knowledge experience and application and let us be satiated with what we're presented with and so the next thing that I, okay so what i was in what i was talking about is again that so now what we have is we have spirituality and technology <clears throat> running head to head and so this is this is a big thing because now that we can see things like that we can actually start to realize exactly what's going on in the world and it's coming at a great time because it's the end of 2015 like i said it's a time to go right into 2016 gloves off knowing exactly what's going on and then starting to make those transformations with not only ourselves but with those that are around us so you can definitely now see that if people spent as much time on the spiritual counterparts of technology, the entire race would be enlightened. Now, I'll say that again. If people spent as much time on their spirit, the spiritual counterpart of technology, the entire race would be enlightened. So what's actually happened is, is that we've stopped focusing on those deep technical aspects of ourselves, third eye, projection or projectors, imagination, which is, of course, the TV, uh, uh, being able to communicate with individuals instantly all around the world. That's the telephone versus telepathy. Okay, so all of these connections have showed us that this beware of the false promises, which was written in the, the crop circle that had the gray on it, that had the binary code that was in ASCII, meant that the false promises was the promise of this technology being the revolutionization, if you may, if that's even a word, of our entire race. However, what we will find is that when we begin to shift this power, because see, we're very powerful. And if you remember, especially in my early messages, they were always centered around your power and your will and your ability to not only change your own consciousness, but also the entire consciousness of the world. And I've never lost that. I've never uh, uh, de degressed from that state of consciousness. However, what I had have done is Look, sit back for a moment to look at the entire field, to not be as naive as I was, especially when I began to to deliver the message that, you know, within a couple of months or maybe a few, maybe at tops a couple of years of this kind of message, the entire world was going to change. I started to see that there was much work being done from the side that wants to keep everyone sleep to not being able to tap into the total realization of what was going on around them. So instead of giving up, which I've never done, I mean, it's seven or eight years now, seven years tight in this, I began to innovate and begin to realize that, you know, I got to catch this on another end. I can't sit here and try to change an illusionary matrix from inside of the matrix. I need to actually get outside. I need to get out and go to where it's actually being projected from. And then when I get there, I now need to learn the codes because I can't just flip a switch and then all of a sudden see what's going to say, oh, let's see what's going to happen. This is not work for novices. This is a depth work to where you take responsibility for whatever you're about to do. And many times if you don't do the right thing, the repercussions could be disastrous. So when you, when you take this serious 
and you really understand the purpose of getting forward, coming forward and actually delivering a kind of message, and you have the integrity that's necessary to do such things, then it actually leads to, okay, well, you know, this is, this is surgeon's work. If I go in here and I slit the wrong ventricle or I change the, uh, I make a, a fidget with my hand the wrong way, then it could, I could lose the patient. So this is about that. It's about having a lot of integrity with what you're doing. So what I'm getting at here is, is that now that we can reverse engineer technology, it now shows us why in movies like The Matrix, they show The Matrix itself being somewhat of a technological projection, that people were actually trapped in some kind of inorganic field and that they were being manipulated from inside that inorganic field. But this should be seen as a metaphor that we are still in, no matter what anyone wants to say to you, do not let them sell you that this is a completely illusionary matrix. No, these plants are alive, this planet is alive, and the people around you are alive. What's fake is the attitudes, the frequency, the storylines, and all the rest of what is in company with the program that is running this matrix. So it's important to actually get those clarified because you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater in this tense. You cannot demonize the entire planet, demonize the chakra centers, demonize every single thing going on around you, or else you'll just be left in this straitjacket with nothing to be able to do, nothing to do because you would have become stripped from your power and ability to manipulate situations to your favor and to the favor of others. So, as we now re realize what the illusionary matrix is, we now get a chance to actually perform our greatest work, which is first, obviously, activate yourself. That's the main thing going here. And then the mini game, if you may, is to emancipate the entire planetary system. That's something that there's, I guess, extra space credits handed out for. Nobody's actually been able to do it on this segment on a worldwide scale. So if you're able to accomplish it along with others, then great. But it's still about first, understanding all is self that you need to get yourself together or else all you're going to do is emit that same shell, that same frequency, that same filter of programming onto others and give them no escape. So if you haven't got out yourself, you can't actually be talking to people about exactly how to get out because you don't know where to go, you don't know what it looks like, and you don't know how to even get there. So this is why understanding is the term that we use for making that stand within and getting yourself to a level to where, okay, now I can hold some stuff up. I'm, I'm firm now. And then once you get to that point, because this is a methodical process, it's not everything at once. I get people emailing me all the time telling me what I should be doing and that I should do this and that. And they have no consideration of the order of how things should be done, especially in respect for the level of consciousness people are, are at and where they need to get to and charting and plotting out that course of how they're going to get there. OK, so what this is about is, is this is now about making that push in 2016 to where we head them off at the pass. That's literally the action and the mental projection that society is speeding in one way. And if we try to just grab it right now and try to change it right now, because everyone's like, OK, well, you know, what do we do? What do I do for my children? And, and what's going to happen with this? And, you know, it's like a scrambling. And then it becomes to like a point of a treadmill. You fix something right here, and then it breaks over there. And it's because we are working in a tense and right on to the subject when we need to head it off at the pass. It's like, OK, well, let's take this other route 
And then when we go this other route, when we come around, it's going to then be coming towards us. We're going to be ahead of it. And then when it gets to the point we're at, we're already going to have the track switched. And we're going to switch it off of this fake illusionary matrix, which is quite boring to live in. And then we're going to get it on track to total experience, total orgasmic nature, product based reality to where we all can benefit off of each other's company because we're in a large energetic field that only breeds life and instruction and the process of true law and order inside of our consciousness. So we can learn something already. Stop repeating these cycles and circles and curriculums. Okay, so let's go ahead and now dive into that. So I just wanted to give you the the perspective or, or, or the projection in the manifestation of 2016 in one's resolution. <laughs> All right. So your New Year's resolution, right, is the resolution. What is the resolution on TV? It's like 480p, 720p, 1080p, 4K. So this 4K, 10K, whatever resolution that you're going to be projecting in 2016 encompasses you heading off technology at the, off, at the past, completely switching gears on everything and the great realization for everyone to realize that technology is really a plagiarization of their spirituality Getting society to have that taken aback moment like, oh, my goodness, if I spent all my time on my spiritual self, then with my cell phone, then I would actually have the abilities of every single thing that this cell phone can do and more. And then when that trends and it will, then we have a world on our hands. And that's when we would have headed off this false, fake, robotic, technological, droid based matrix. That's how it is. And. This is factual. This is not an idea. And that's what I was saying before about when you step back off of it, you're not this same kind of person who's just got these bright ideas that have never been tested or implemented. This is about looking at, well, let's use the real dynamics of physics. Let's use the real dynamics of metaphysics. Let's get on the side of nature and work with the laws of nature and restore true law and order first within self. And then let us see how the reality will begin to react when we put this law into place, since the false law cannot stand with it. It cannot stand with it. It can't stand against it. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So in this, you can start to put this in your consciousness. It's there already. You can begin to allow it to be triggered and to be activated because it is the complete diagram of actually how to do this. And if there's any reason that I'm here, it's to give that message to you. But it is the same message that I have to take myself and the same path that I have to follow if I expect to transcend death. And I said before, death meaning the the dividing and the, the continuous division that goes on when one leaves this place. The fractal of uh, the fraction level of the five base creation process and the reincarnation process that go on. You just come back stupid. Oh, man, was I here before? And, you know, I was watching some things of reincarnation today where the child will come out and will actually say, look, this is I had some other parents. I was in another place. And my name is this, especially if you can get them before you start deeply embedding the program. But. Because of the Christian programs and the programs that actually don't believe even in reincarnation, the child is constantly hammered with, you know, what are you talking about, Johnny? There's no, you could not have been somewhere else. This is fanciful. You're using your imagination. See, because that's blocking the gateway to even that being having another opportunity to come back through here to experience what you're learning today. So let us perceive the entire process of our takeover 
in a tense, and then let us begin to go back into our consciousness or forward into our consciousness to figure out how to undo that. So that's what we're doing today. We're going right into where it's all at. So the first thing is, is why do people have such a difficult time plotting their own course? Okay, that's the question. Why do people have such a difficult time plotting their own course? I mean, I get questions all the time about this kind of thing where the person is trying to either manifest something or do something that just is becoming impossible for them. So every time they try to go into the mainframe and tap into whatever they want to tap into and deviate from this false course that they're on, they get back an error and they get put back into this same cycle. So why is that? Well, it has everything to do with folklore. It has everything to do with these holidays and these calendars and these ritualistic observances that have gone on in a space that transcends space and time. And I'll elaborate on that a little bit more. So this term folklore, this is fairy tales, this is a holiday figure such as Santa Claus, et cetera, et cetera. What it's designed to do is to lure you. Look what it's saying. It's going to lure you, pull you off your path and put you onto some other folks' path, okay? Folklore. So if you're paying attention to some other folks' culture, some other folks' petri dish, basically, where they're cultivating their own mindsets and mentality based on distortion and distorting the actual facts about astronomical positions and correspondences, putting people in the place of energetic potential that doesn't even have a face and have a name, if you're doing that, then this is what actually makes it difficult for your consciousness to plot its own course. So let's imagine that every single year from the time that you've been born, either if you celebrate or you don't celebrate, something comes across this matrix that gives you an entire story and makes everyone in this matrix feel like they have to assess and get involved in this certain energy. Let's say Christmas. So right now, everyone's in the Christmas cheer. I guess everyone is uh, doing the green and, and, the, uh, and the red and they're buying the gifts and all this stuff is going on. Right. But see, it's the collective feel because this Christmas goes on all around the world. It's not just a, a, a Western holiday. There's a counterpart of it in Germany, Poland, you name it. Anywhere, anywhere the Gothic traditions have come from, there is going to be uh, claws or center claws or whatever that kind, wh whatever name that is going to be given. Because as we get into this, you'll see that it has many names because it's a specific story about a specific kind of being. So some think this is a game. And this is why this is, it's so hard to plot a different course because if you've been subjected to this frequency, you know, you could even be in a foster home. You could be somewhere else with people that are not even your family. And here they come with Santa Claus. Here they come with this same Easter. Here they come with this same Bible. And so what's going on is, is that because this stuff is now what you could say is ancient. I mean, it's 2015. This has been going on for thousands of years. What's happening is, is that as a being, you're now into this conscious field that transcends other fields. And you can be. So, so let me just put it into perspective here. There is a field that we all remain in. It's called the collective consciousness, okay? And how we share that field is there, there's many things that in duality that we don't agree on, supposedly, but there's actually more things that we are very uh, much in agreement on altogether, like earth, like our bodies, 
like water, like fire, and like every other real building block to the reality in our collective consciousness, we all believe in those things. And that's what links us all. These are the ideals that we all share on the planetary system. So this is because we all send our thoughts, our mind, our body, our soul, even the fibers of our very being into those finite principles, then that's actually where we all meet. And that's called collective consciousness, because I think some people need to start breaking down whatever collective consciousness really is. So in this collective conscious field, this field transcends space and time. This is why people can use telepathy to communicate with someone inside of a submarine that is from 50 or 60 years ago, that they could do things in this collective field like tap into consciousness from thousands of years ago. And it's showing you it's because the collective consciousness field, whatever it's made out of, we don't even need to examine that, but it transcends space and time. So this means that any collective consciousness field, because you'll see them like cells, whether they're like holidays, whether they're like beliefs or whatever, do not adhere to the fundament. They, they do not adhere to the fundamentals of physical energies alone like oh well you know if it's too far out of distance or i lose the signal no that that's bluetooth that's internet that's wi-fi that stuff loses signals but in collective consciousness signals are never lost they are just waiting to be reanimated and activated by you so if a person gets triggered back into the same collective consciousness frequency of some Somebody else's culture, somebody else's frequency or petri dish of distortion, then that's the collective field that all those people begin to share. And because you type in the coordinates, then you put the coordinates in to where you want to go on your path. But this is a road that's already been traveled. It's already scourged into the uh, in, into the uh, uh, the forest. It's the path is already clear. This is what people are doing. They're going down paths that are already cleared and already defined, but they want something new. How does that happen? Because as they keep going down that same path, all the decisions will be made for them. And this is what happens in this matrix right now. If people, when people start realizing even what they have to do with their body alone to get it back on track, you know, you stop eating certain things, you got to clean it out, you may need to go on some fast. They just like, oh my goodness, like all this stuff, there's, this is God, this is the wrong way. <laughs> they start thinking that this is the wrong way because the path is not clear. Their path has been grown over and, and wild now. It's like they, the last time they've done any real maintenance on their body, they can't even actually remember. So when it's time for them to actually go down that path of understanding to actually make some real activity and things going on and some actions within themselves so they can now reap the full benefit of their currency plant in your own garden, eat your own fruit. But if you're sitting there planting in someone else's plotted course and then surprise when they come up and dig up not only your children, but basically your seeds, then this is where all of that comes from. And it comes from the ritualistic observances that are transcending space and time. So let me look over things here really briefly to make sure that I didn't skip over anything. So what I'm saying is, in a nutshell, is that I'm urging you to create your own spiritual beliefs. I'm urging you to create your own observances around significant events in your own life. 
So even the solstices and the equinox are very significant spaces and times according to the geometric position of the earth. But this doesn't mean that you have to go adapt some, you know, Easter egg bunny and this all this weird stuff that these people have cooked up to keep you off of your real consciousness and keep you sunk in the illusionary game. That's what it's really doing. And it's so clear. I see so many people every day. You can't see it, first of all, until you get out of it. But once you get out of it, then you start seeing that it's affecting billions, seven, six billion, six and a half billion people are infected by the ritualistic observances of a culture that has dominated this particular matrix over a countless period of time to a point where it's embedded in the person's consciousness. So when it's time to create something new, when it's time to do something new, when it's time to believe even that you're a cosmos, those things come into question because the last program says you are not. It's a concept of one. Let me show you how just in etymology and in symbolism that one wants to really be zero. There's no actually real number is one. And this is another massive revelation. But think about it. Okay, so you got one. Where is there one of anything? There's not one tree. There's not one human. There's not one dog. There's not one of anything. Okay, zero is the real one. And the zero means the totality, wholeness, connection. But see, this kind of concept, this kind of bleeding into the reality as a code, one is the king. The king is the only one that says, I'm the only one, I'm higher than everyone, no one's like me, blah, 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 blah. That's a program. And the reason why you know one wants to be zero is how does how is one spelled? O-N-E. The first letter is an O, which is a zero. So it shows you. But these kind of codes, this is how... When you get into the mainframe, you find that what controls the human mind, what controls the human consciousness is totally different than what people think because they're still thinking in English. And until you pull out of that program, that that fermenting uh, 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 Petri dish of the culture of the English Gothic God system, then you cannot even interpret any of this. It's always going back to that to see the world. Like, I'm going to see the world through the Bible. I'm going to see the world through the eyes of this God. Rather than see the world through yourself, you are the world. See, and that's the leap. That's the quantum leap, because when you talk to people like that, they start, man, they can't. It's like getting off on an island for them because they can't see where the new island is. They can't see where the path goes. So they rather not travel. They scared. Well, Massa's going to get mad if we leave. Massa's going to kill us. Somebody emailed me the other day and they were like, man, Jehovah's definitely mad at you. And I said, man, Jehovah's always mad. Have you read the profile of this program? The program is burning with fire and has no feminine water side. So of course it's going to be mad. What are you talking about? But it's just that whole, well, I'm afraid of it. But I, see, what I would be afraid of more is losing my soul. And that's why this is called Soul Wars, Episode 7, because this is a war for the soul, but it's made to seem like a game. This is why Star Wars comes out. It's all games. It's like, you know, Boba Fett and, you know, the same old characters. And it's all a game. They make the biggest video game. Now they're going to go on a virtual reality video game. Chewbacca's out there. You know, they're taking pictures with Chewbacca. You know, they might as well roll him, Chewbacca in with, with, with Santa Claus and all these other characters in this culture of folklore that's luring you away from who you really are and that's what's really going on and the moment that the mind realizes that then a program kicks in and tries to fight it 
That program teaches them, well, no, come on, this is harmless. I love this. And what I'm saying is, is that this doesn't mean that you have to go get fanatical about it. I'm just saying knowing is really half the battle. And if you don't put this stuff in its proper place, then it will take over you. It has taken over the collective consciousness field. You will find more people lined up for Star Wars than you'll ever see them lined up to benefit themselves and to project their consciousness into a whole nother mainframe beside this whack matrix. But... Every time you start talking about that, now you're, yeah, you're the Scrooge. This is what I say. You start talking about Santa, the, you're the Scrooge. The Scrooge program kicks in. People kick in. They say, well, I get it all the time. I face more adversity in this particular process of awakening for myself and others than I probably would face if I was a gangbanger. Because at least then you got a group of people that's actually really with you versus this. You got these so-called conscious people who are really MK Ultra program. And the moment that you get them into your fold is the moment that they trade on you and turn on you like night and day. There's no honor. And it's because of the same path and the same process being followed. But something new has arrived. We're not devoid of creating something new. We are creators. You know, they say, well, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, go beyond the sun then. So when we come forward, because we're about one minute from the break, we're going to talk about the true identification behind these characters and programs, exactly how to understand their position so you can deactivate them. And then you're going to start to begin to see where your creativity is since they're shut off. When you shut off that frequency, that's now when you can begin to broadcast. Because that's what's happening. If, if there's this static going on, and this the static meaning something that's fixed and solid and right there, this static going on, you can't concentrate on yourself. And so this is how you plot the new course for yourself. This is how you get over 4K resolution within your own consciousness so you really do what you say you're going to do and really be who you're here to be and really accomplish what you set out to accomplish rather than it coming back null and void let not your words or your worlds be null and void Tuned into the truth frequency. We are TFR. Truth Frequency Radio. Let's do some work here because, you know, it's high time that we rid ourselves of these culture vultures. I mean, it's just it's gone too far. You know, I'm, I'm fully awake 
And, you know, actually for me, this is the reason why these days are actually so significant for me personally is because these are the days that I actually went through the major awakening myself. Um, and this was, oh man, I, I can't exactly remember the year. I just know the days cause I don't really count time, but it was around this time, the 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, I went into the high vibration and then came back or forward, as I always say, in a whole different frequency. And I don't even think I'm in that world anymore. And because the, the massive awakening, and then it wasn't too long after that, that I wrote the code of the matrix, and then all of this started. So this is a very significant time for me. So that's my celebration. That's what I do during this time rather than old Saint Nick. But in the meantime, so let, let's get a couple things out of the way here. Because again, I just, I have to address certain things because people, you know, they hit me up, they write on my Facebook page, or they say certain things, and they want me to, you know, to address it. And so the next thing I have to address is the whole Bernie Sanders thing. So I'm not sure what goes on in the consciousness of, of enlightened beings, right? Well, well actually, I'm, I'm sure of what goes on in the consciousness of enlightened beings, but I'm not sure what goes on in the consciousness of so-called conscious people. Because if you understand what is going on in this supposed White House, which is the Black House, really, then you would know that Bernie Sanders equals Ron Paul. And then what happens is with this whole thing is that they get everyone riled up to thinking that there's going to be some major change. And all you need to do is put your signature down here and you need to get into this voting and you need to cast this ballot and you need to basically get into this magical ritual because we're acting like if Bernie Sanders is elected into office, that he won't be surrounded by a staff of old owls that have been in that, that particular office of, uh, of power since it began damn near. You see, so these people, they say that they're conscious, but what kind of consciousness are they using when you can't just ping? Ping means send your frequency out, it will bounce off of whoever you're sending it out to, and then it will come back with the explanation of who exactly is, what exactly is going on. This is the truth. This is the field of truth. You cannot be lied to. When you activate yourself to the highest potential and you have that beam, aka laser, and you send that beam or that ran across to whatever you want to ping, it's going to tell you exactly what's going on with that person and what they're doing. It's going to sniff them like a sniff uh, program on somebody router. It's going to give you their IP address and exactly where they're coming from. So people, they come at me all the time and see, it's just like, I only sit back. I have a lot of compassion. So I can know who you are and what you're about and what you're doing and what you're saying. But that doesn't mean I have to tell you what you're about, what you're doing, what you're saying, especially since everyone pretty much is in this illusionary matrix until they pull themselves out of it. So it's like a cookie cutter in this matrix. That's why you don't get Everyone inventing something new because everyone's following that same path. So in that same path, you got these Bernie Sanders and then they rally up with people like, I mean, it's obvious like Bernie Sanders even linking up with Killer Mike. I mean, just to get the black vote. I mean, come on. Even if you were going to link up with someone, they shouldn't have killer as their first name. But it's just showing you how this same program runs. So everyone rallied behind the Ron Paul like four years ago, all these quote unquote conscious people with no ping device. And then what happened? They voted. That means they got themselves entwined in it. See, because these are rituals. These people, they do magic that you wouldn't even believe. They do dark magic. And I would urge people to understand the difference between evil, evil, or negativity. See, negativity is what you see on the bag battery. English has this problem. It rolls in words that don't even mean the same thing. Some people say, well, negativity is bad things, right? Okay, 
evil is a culture. Evil is an action. Evil is a frequency. So when I say that you need to get familiar with positive and negative, I'm not telling you that you need to get familiar with evil. Okay, then this is something that's long since need to be clarified. Like if you go and see one of these movies and where the witch is running or the, the evil spirit with the backwards arms is running up all in the corner of the wall. And somehow when I say you need to balance yourself and you need to understand negativity, you think that I'm talking about that thing. That's not what I'm talking about. That's evil. And it is a culture. So we need to realize that this whole darkness, which none of us wants, nobody wants that kind of crap in their house. Nobody wants that around their children. Nobody really wants that in their consciousness. Now they play with it. There's you got people who play with it because they think everything's a game. So they'll run into the movie theater, let it completely embed their consciousness, be scared to sleep at night. Freddy Krueger's in the closet, et cetera, et cetera, because they're playing with it. They're playing with the evil, playing with the frequency. But this has nothing to do with negativity. Negativity and positivity are poles that are used to create. So first of all, let us start to distinguish what these words really mean and not roll them all together. Now, these evil rituals is what we're going to be talking about here for just a moment. But this, this casting and these ballots, ballot is the female, meaning female ball, female king, ballot. OK, so getting into that whole culture, the moment that you put your signature down, which is a two dimensional imprint of yourself, you're basically saying here, I'm present. I'm casting my lot. OK, so now I'm going to go to the polls, these, this May poll, and I'm going to go ahead and cast my lot. So when you get involved in that, you're not just voting for Bernie Sanders. You're actually voting for everyone else in that whole entourage. And now they have power over you. So don't put your signature or come into agreement with any of this, no matter how it looks. This is like the witch in the forest with the red apple that looks like a princess at first. And then, you know, you get back, you bite the apple, you go to sleep, you get into the lair and it's an old witch with a mole on her, with a mole on her uh, uh, nose. This is that game. Show them. Look at look at the protocols. Show them only the good face, the roses, and then leave the darkness and the poison where it is until they are infected by it. That's the whole process of these people. So this is almost like 101 for us, even for me to have this conversation with many of the people, probably at least 30, 40 percent of the people on this line is like, what's well, happening? We already know that. But I'm I'm talking about the 60 percent who have seemed to forgot because they always even when you enlighten them about the knowledge, they then tell you, well, I already knew that. You're just reminding me of that. I mean, that's like, man, what what is it? <laughs> you know, like what more can I do? Let me know, because I have no problem with doing it. It's inexhaustible. But clearly, stay away from putting your signatures and your agreements with these people and understand that they run the same game. And Bernie Sanders more than likely won't win. And even if he does, it's still going to mean the same regime. Look at the uh, what they call it, Agent X. It's a new t television series. They explain to you within the first episode every single thing about the White House and about their Masonic involvements and their catacombs underneath the White House and their play to the allegiance of that whole crap that they've gotten themselves in and the path that they're falling, falling into and have fallen into. And if, you know, because they'll always say, well, well, we rule the world. Well, no wonder. No wonder what the problem is. See, some people, they almost are like Illuminati infected. They're persuaded by the Illuminati. They try to go find the magical ritual and they try to get the star where the star upside down because they feel like that if they get this power somehow or, or, or become nominated or whatever, that they're going to have this control and that they're going to be in power. But see, this is how deluded the mind can become. If it was anything that was really going to work out, then our world would be working out. 
the reflection of what these people are doing and what they're involved in. If you decide that you want to somehow jump on their team, you're just going to jump on the losing team. These people are losers. Look what they've done. <laughs> you see what I mean? So you got people that are entertained now, just like the victim of the, uh, the person that's been raped and the rapist. They, they're being entertained by wanting to join the side that is dooming everyone in, in the event that they think in their mind that they're actually going to become successful. When the whole system is unsuccessful, it proves that in every single aspect of what it does. But that's how deep the illusion can get. So just make sure that you're not somehow being infected by the illusion and they not have run one of these augmented reality overlays in front of you like Bernie Sanders to make you make a decision and make a move that is going to be irreversible, at least until next term. Disavow. Let go of all of it. So this gets us into the next part of this message. Because, remember, the whole act is to get you to sign up. But many people are actually signing up in different ways. They're paying homage still to the king. So whether it's King James, who, it's obvious, what, what, what edition of the Bible is this? King James's version. We talked about this. It's the cons, the kings, the Cohens, and the priest kings, which are actually the same being. I've now come to the point of being able to consolidate both of them into the same being with old Saint Nick. So the thing is, is that so you got this King James version of this Bible. This means that this Bible is set up this current version where this new international where all the all the predecessors or, or the what comes after the King James version is all set up to get everyone in alignment with the king. OK, and then so whether it's King James or King Henry, they these kings come from a descendancy that traces all the way back to Wooten. Now, Wooten is God, that is the, the actual being's name. It's actually God. It comes in English to us as God. And we've went over this thousands of times, but hey, you know, some people need it again. And so some people, they're new to this, but God is an actually real being. That's why in other countries, they don't call their supreme being God. They have other names like Allah and Buddha and, and there's a whole list of names. Many of them still trace back to the same thing. You'll find even Sanskrit being actually directly, directly related to this same old language that we've been going through over the last few episodes. So you got Gott, who's the Germanic king, uh, Hearn the Hunter, okay? And that's actually who Santa Claus is, but let's go through this slowly. So you have Saint Nick. Saint Nick proves that Santa is the priest king, okay? So everyone knows that Santa is an anagram for Satan, yet they still ignore it. The saints were the Satans because they were devas, this is, comes from an old level of text in which they plagiarized from the Hindu tradition, which is still part of that same system. It's Sanskrit and it's all Abrahamic. Abrahamic is tracing back to Melchizedek. The Melchizedek is still the king. These kings are what this book continuously writes about as being the ones to stay away from. But yet people are drawn into it all the time. The first king in the Bible in the tense being Saul, which is a code name for the salt which is the hexagramic field, because salt is a cube, that actually corresponds to Saturn, that old king. Because Saturn is actually in its waning or crone base cycle. It is a time lord. It counts time, and it keeps everyone wrapped in time of that old king. So the pledging in masonry, if you're accepted, is to the king. The, plage, the, the pledging to any kind of structure that you're dealing with within this illusionary matrix is to the king. Everyone checks back 
to the king, whether it's the king in Britain and Rome and then the king in Britain and Rome connecting himself to this other king. So it's a league of these priest kings that do the same thing, which is basically rule matrices. And they rule matrices through their Bibles, through their religions, and through their holy days or their holidays. This is why the king is always set itself as a priest king to be holy, right? Because the priest is, oh, I'm, I'm the holy one. I'm the representative of God. So this means that because God is the king and the priest is holy, both of these are the same being. They're all in the same league and people can't even get it. There's so many clues to this over and over and over again. But unless it's told to you directly, which I'm doing today, sometimes it's very difficult to put it all together. And it was designed like that. It's like uh, um, just basically a, a disassociating. Many of these factions disassociate. It's like Bernie, Matt, Bernie Sanders. He disassociates with the party that he's still involved in behind closed doors. It's, it may not even be something that he wants to do. It's just how things are. It's how it works. So anyone that gets in there thinking, well, I'm going to be the president and I'm going to change everything. Are you, I mean, maybe you're deluded. Because this is all a part of a specific system, and this system traces back for thousands of years of dominion over human beings and enslavement of human beings because kings need slaves. That's what they do. They're slavers. So whether they're galactic slavers or on-planet slavers, it's the same thing because it's a, you become a slave to someone else's consciousness and someone else's ideas. So this stuff has traced back all the way since the Norse kings. Now, the Norse king saying is ho, ho, ho. Okay, check it. Ho, ho, ho is a shepherd's call to rally the sheep. Check it. Etymology behind ho means a shepherd's call. Now, when it comes out in modern English, a ho is a prostitute because the sheep is seen as being able to be used by anyone. That's how deep it gets. So that call by old Santa Claus, who is the Norse king of the hunt, Hearn, the gothic god Wooten, has no respect. It's on a hunt. And guess what? When you read the literature, it says it's on the hunt for your kids, that he will actually try to steal your kid's soul in your sleep, in their sleep. And this is Grimm's tales. Jacob Grimm and his brother recounted all of these tales and brought them back into modern English. Research it. If you just go to Santa Claus on Wikipedia, you can find all of this. And this is why by the lack of knowledge, ye shall perish. Ignorance is darkness and evil. And you will be blinded and you will be controlled by the ring. And the rings are the kings. The words even rhyme together for a reason, because it's rhyme and reason. These are poets. These are popes. They're papists. They like paper. They like money. You see, they write laws. They write rules. They write edicts. They bind. They cast. They have certificates. You see, so this all is not no game anymore. This is a soul war. And most are losing. But right now, what's going on is that there's a change. The change is really here. The frequency shift is available. And, you know, it's it's coming so strong. And it's for you to get this message. Remember, there's only at tops 50 people listening to the conversation right now. By the end of the week, tops, it'll be 2000 people. I've been doing this for seven years. My stuff doesn't never make it out a certain circle. So it's for you. 
It's for you to take the knowledge and to put it into the other places because I could be here 10 years from now and still be looking at a thousand views on a video that contains grade A quality consciousness ready and accessible for anyone willing to listen even if they have to hit play twice. So here we go. So the word father is the key. The word father is a code to the matrix of the language because the word father, also known as fader, also known as pater, as in deuce pater, the dualistic God. OK, that word is actually in every language that ties into that spiritual structure, because the king who's the father, you know, the father God always puts his name, his stamp of approval, approval, Peter. OK, meaning the penis. Puts that stamp of approval. They say, well, Peter's the rock. (laughs) We're going to build our rock on him. That's what the book says. And this is because that father is in Latin, right? It's the same word. Papas, Papa, Pater. It's in Sanskrit. It's in Greek. It's in Old English, Old Norse, German, Scythian, Thracian. And the list goes on and on and on because this is a lineage, This is a path that's been cut out through time for everyone to follow to their own demise, lining up like sheeps ready to go to the slaughter with their credit cards and all this stuff, ready to go into the next year and all this debt. (laughs) Right. Owing the king. Because remember, before these people, you know, just to make it very clear, started despoiling places like Central America, South America and Africa. They were doing this to their own people. Check out the history. If you go in, that's why Ireland had all these wars. You got these Teutonic lords all in allegiance with the king, taxing the shit out of the people. The people just weak and just in despair. So this is not groups of people like this is not the German people. This is a group of small people in the German Empire. This is the same thing what you see in Israel. This is not the Israelis. This is the people who are in the seats of power in the Israeli parliament. You see, so it's not the Americans. It's the presidency and all the people that are in the presidential cabinet. You see, so what happens, though, is because we're so fast to judge. You're like, yeah, all those Germans, they stole our culture, blah, blah. What are you talking about? Look at what's happening because it's always been happening. It's the people who are bearing allegiance. Oh, I pledge allegiance. Right hand over the heart. This is the first level of the Masonic ritual. And this is the first level of the ancient ritual. The right hand must go over the heart. You must pledge allegiance to 51 upside down pentagrams. Right. Which all stand for lost souls, chained souls that have chained themselves to that old king since Charlemagne, since these people cracked open the vault of lower Egypt, thinking that they understand how to deal with the underworld and remove the custodians from the land. And then they ran amok on them. But that's another story. So anyway, they're infested and infected by this and they cannot get any relief from it. It actually embodies their own consciousness until they think they are it. And it is a collective frequency. There's no one to actually point at or to say who's involved. This is a frequency that is holding up a wavelength that you should just be standing on, but not something that you should allow to be over the top of you and plotting your course and telling you where you should be going. So this is the lowest point. The lowest point, December 21st, on the solar side of the cosmic body. And this is where they got most people right now. At their lowest point, they come in with this whack story about Acer, 
who's Santa Claus or Odin and who's the basically Acer is Oz, the Wizard of Oz and the whole Germanic mind control system that few have let go of since they've been in this since they were kids. Because Grimm, you look at the name, Jacob Grimm and his brother put all this stuff together. If you read Jacob Grimm, right, you just go Google Grimm Brothers, right? That's Mother Goose and Grimm. Okay, so Grimm, just to give you some brief history, he states that the male figure who appeared in it was a survival of folk beliefs about the Wooten God. Okay, so Grimm, when having to comment about what was going on with this story that he was putting together that later on became known as Christmas and Santa Claus, he said that this is about a male figure who appeared and has survived from all folk beliefs. And this is about the God Wooten. And somehow Wooten lost his social character, lost his sociable character. This means that no one would want to be around this being. And his near familiar features, meaning he lost actually looking even like a human being. This is why he's always depicted horned. He's the god of the witches. That's Hearn, the hunter. And he assumed the aspect of a dark, dreadful power, a specter and a devil. This is exactly what Jacob Grimm says about the Santa Claus tale. Then it goes on and says the wild hunt is a European folk myth involving a ghostly and supernatural group of huntsmen passing in wild pursuit. So these are specters, ghosts, gods, if you may, hunting at a specific time. If this ain't Halloween, it's Christmas. And these hunters may be either elves. So Santa's always got his elves or fairies or the dead meaning people who are still chained to this consciousness and perspective of how to live this dead death culture. Okay, so it goes on seeing the wild hunt was thought to presage some catastrophic something catastrophic, such as war or plague or at best the death of the one who witnessed it, meaning even celebrating it and conceiving it and seeing it as a part of your consciousness would somehow cause either a war or a plague or even death for the person who did that. Now, I'm reading this right out of Grimm's works and right out of Wikipedia. I'm not making this up. So it goes on. It says people encountering the hunt might also be abducted to the underworld or the fairy kingdom, even their children. You see, so they're telling you they're coming after your kids. In some instances, it was also believed that people's spirits could be pulled away during their sleep to join the cavalcade. So they're showing you this is hyperdimensional, baby. This is not they're not playing games with you. They're coming to get your kids. And guess what? They got your kids. Most people, they got their kids. You see, so why everyone thinks it's a game and, you know, here comes Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. I'm calling you slaves, calling all slaves. Bring your kids to me because I'm about to sell them illusion. So what is the illusion? So. Let's go on. So the brothers Grimm. This is their story. So they protested the king of Hanover. OK, because they had some other beefs going on. And then they were banished from the kingdom of Hanover. So they lived as actually banished banished for a long time until they were invited by the king of Prussia to move into Berlin in which they could become members of the Academy of Sciences. So if you've joined the university, you'll remember that in Deprogramming 101, we talked about the Prussian society 
actually being the most instrumental society to creating what we call the modern curriculum and the educational system, that the actual education system in the United States is Prussian. There was no such thing as a master's degree or a doctor's degree before the Prussian system was moved in as a curriculum by a man, uh, a, a man, a uh, horse man. OK. And the, the backdrop of this is, is during the Persian War, which they lost. Once the war was over, the king came in parliament, and everyone else and said, well, why did we lose the war? And he said, well, what's happening is our citizens are too independent. Our soldiers, when we commanded them to go and die, they didn't go. So we need to formulate another system that actually starts when they're children to allow them to be obedient to the king. So that way, when we send them to die, that they go and die. And that's how the modern educational system was started. Do your own research. Check it out. It's all Prussian. So this means also that that's kind of known knowledge that the Prussian system developed our our modern educational system. But what is unknown is that Brothers Grimm were back there creating the largest dictionary to date with turning the language dark. It actually says this in Wikipedia that they were fascinated with how English could be bent into a dark aspect. And then they began to create these tales, hence the tales of Mother Goose and Grimm, which are like the fathers and mothers of all the rest of the tales that have come out in modern day. Okay, so we're coming into the next break in the last quarter. Probably won't even get a chance much for questions because there's still a chunk of the message. But again, this is this is what it is. This is the real truth. Whether a person can handle it or not, my duty responsibility is just to bring it. So we're going to go on this break. And, and come forward and we're going to get into this last part because, you know, this is how it is. You have to know because as we talk about knowing, it's half the battle. And it's only half because you still got to make the decision. You got to make the choice. Frequency Radio. As ancient as the sun, we came from the ocean, once our ancestral home, so that one day we could all return to our birthright. Celestial dawn. We are the children of the sun. Our journey's just begun. Some flowers in our head. All right, we're forward and we're at that final half. So let's get to it. Let's just finish these goons. So anyway, so what this is about is so you got the elves. And so obviously that Santa Odin or Wooten has these minions and the reindeer are actually cognates of what's known as Slepnir or old Slippy. It's an eight horse or excuse me, an eight legged horse. That's the child of Odin. Or and excuse me, the child of uh, Loki, the trickster god, and that Sleipnir actually mostly rides through the location of hell. So, 
and then in this case, the word hell actually means one who covers up or hides. So this is this is a major part of this. Just so you understand the complete level of this folklore, is that all the symbolism is there. Santa has the elves. The elves are the minions. They're actually the dark forces that come out at night because notice Santa always rolls at night and then starts to torment the child's mind. See, because you don't have any idea. See, we're so out of touch. We don't even have any idea what our children are experiencing. We just think that because we've introduced this concept of them getting these gifts, that in their subconscious mind that everything is okay. But meanwhile, there's a lie, an illusion weeding itself into their consciousness, and it's going on over a certain period. So you'll start to see strange behavior from them. You'll start to see things that you won't actually be able to relate to something is what you would see as, oh, as great as Santa Claus, but you won't even, that's, that's how it works works. We talked about it earlier. You see a symbol, you'll know what that symbol means. And then all of a sudden things are happening. And because you couldn't, just because you can't define the symbol, just because you can't define the folklore doesn't mean it doesn't have an effect. In fact, it's designed for you not to be able to actually interpret what it really is and often to interpret it opposite to what it really is. That's what makes everything backwards. So Again, the reindeer, they're actually cognates of the children or the child of Loki. And most people already know the story about Loki, the trickster god. So Santa or Wooten comes riding on the trickster god's child that generally rides only through the location of hell. Hell as in H-E-L. And this word etymologically means in the Norse tradition, one who covers up or hides something. So this sets further the actual context of the whole ritual, which is to cover up or to hide something. So Santa's true identity, if you want to find it, and I'll just type it right here, and you can go and Google it, is Krampus, K-R-A-M-P-U-S. Just like God says, oh, I'm, I, I, have, I do both good and evil. There's a sec, there's a other on most coin, coins have two sides. Coin is the, another word that means king. There's two sides to the king. So this means just like the Bernie Sanders, there's this nice side. And then like the George Bush, there's this other side and they all make up the same being. So Krampus is the other side of Santa. And then when you look at Krampus, you'll find that Krampus is actually the horn god of the witches. And this is who Santa is. Santa is a priest king, okay? He comes from the North Pole. So let me show you the let me show you how it all works replete. The ritual is it comes from the North Pole. This is the north point of the head. It comes down the chimney. So first it goes from the consciousness in the mind down the chimney. Okay? So anytime we're talking about houses, we're talking about your body. So the chimney then is your spine. So when it comes down the chimney, what's at the bottom of the chimney? The fireplace. What's at the bottom of your spine? The root chakra, your fireplace. Okay? So it lands in the root chakra, right? And then gets, gives gifts, right? So then the child is made to believe this fanciful tale that this being is going to come basically into their house, down into their spine, into their root chakra, and give them some gift or power, because gifts are power. Now, we all know that the gift, let me show you how deep this is, the gift comes from the parent, but right away, there's a role replacement. 
instead of the child believing that the power of life came from their parents, the power is switched to coming from Santa. And that's as simple as it is, because once that switch is made, now you've deceived, you've taken part in the deception. See, some people, they think it's so, it's not even, it doesn't matter. They're like, shit, this doesn't matter, it's Christmas. No kid cannot have Christmas. You're a Scrooge. Mind control. And it's got most people in its grips. And they don't even know. It doesn't work like, oh, well, okay, I already know that this is a rapist, so I'm going to keep these rapists away from my kids. It works that this is a rapist. It's sitting your kids on its lap. Some old man that doesn't actually bear the appearance anymore of even a physical being. It has been outcast from society because the king has always served a role of being against the people. The king has always enslaved the people. This is these are facts. Read your own history if you can even still remember your own history. So how this works is, is that the child is made to believe that the power and gifts come from the king. Role replacement. So from that point, the entire, the entire story is built on this deception. And then this sets them up yearly for a continuous mind control program of servitude to the king. So that way, when in the future, when they come across the codes, the dialects, the edicts, the creeds, the bulls, the culture, the religion of the king, they will bow down. Because they will believe that that's where their power comes from, not their ancestor, even their most recent ancestor, their parents. They will disrespect you for deceiving them. All of that will take place and you won't even know what's going on. And then people wonder, well, why is Johnny so bad? Like, what's what's wrong with him? And it's because you deceived him or her. And that's how it works. And we don't understand that. Like, that's why I just wrote and erased it when I wrote it in the chat box because the thing reset. But most people know this to some degree or another, but it won't change what they go and do because that's what mind control is. Mind control is the control of the mind. Duh. It means that it allows you to think, think certain things, but not make any actions. That's mind control. And anyone who speaks against this is called the Scrooge. So there is a lock on this, meaning that in the consciousness, there's a lock on anyone trying to actually let someone out of this path. A person has to actually let themselves out. On the, on the side where I'm at, there's no keyhole. I only can speak to the person about this, but they have to put the key in and let themselves out of this path of this deception that they've been entwined in most of the time since they were kids. And this is why it becomes so difficult because it's run several courses. So you actually have to go so deep into your own consciousness to uproot it. It often becomes too deep. You see, like the person, I don't know, man, this is just way far off, man. Like just Santa's now the Satan. Like maybe that's just a screw up with the words. Like, and he's read I know he's red, but that doesn't mean that he's just the devil. Like, I know he comes down the chimney, but to say that that's the root chakra at the bottom and that that's hell, I mean, I don't, but it's all there. <laughs> In fact, it's more of that there than the lies of what they say, you know, the gifts and all this kind of stuff. But think about it. You know, this is just something to let you know what's going on. So let's switch the note. 
here because switch to frequency because this is not the way we want to end or begin anything. And that's why I didn't end or begin the message with old claws. But just remember, claws is digging its claws into most of our seeds until we become aware of this kind of thing. And I'll just be one of those people that stand in history as a Scrooge to the king because I already understand and understand and overstand the game. Okay, and that's why I'm out of the game. I don't play games with my own soul. You see, so that's what this is about. Do you want to play games with your soul? Are you soulless now? You're going to get sold onto this whole thing about this story that's fake, or are you going to go back to your culture or forward to your culture and to start picking yourself up so you could be innovative, new, and create another path for yourself? Because it's your responsibility. And if you allow someone to do it for you, i.e. the king and the rest of the parliament and the minions and elves and slaves that are all tied into it, then so be it. But let it be, let it be known that that's your decision. And so when whatever befalls you, or anyone else that's involved in this kind of structure, if you heard the message today, that's why they say it's worst for a person who's actually learned all this and then still making the same mistakes rather than someone who didn't know it at all because at least they're free of actually the torment in their own consciousness that they could actually have chose to self-substantiate themselves. Now, I still said, though, it is a walk uphill, so don't imagine, or it's a run uphill and up Mount Maru, don't imagine that this is going to be easy for you to just go and either approach others and even approach your own consciousness and get ready to start winning it out. But you have to be ready for that battle. That's why it's a soul war. They're not playing with you. Why we namaste, love and light. There's no enemies. Okay, (laughs) keep believing that even though you watch as people perish. This is a real thing. It's going on. It's affecting our children. It's affecting our consciousness. So at no point can we actually think that this is a game as they would want us to believe that it is. So What I want to go into now is about the discovery, another discovery. I was talking to my good friend Josh Baer the other night, and we uncovered the blueprints to quantum acceleration. And it's in a simple visualization and a remembrance that when you see yourself in the dream, like many people have had these dreams to where they either have created some song or they've learned some kind of language or they've built some kind of magnificent structure or they've done something amazing. So then you arrive in the dream and this is already going on. The reason why you should hone in on that is because what you've actually witnessed is that even what it would be, even what it would take to do the most complex things, you've actually done effortlessly somehow in the dream. And this is an important thing to remember that Things that sometimes when you start thinking about, well, you know, how am I going to change my whole consciousness? Well, in the dream, you seem to do all this stuff if you want to effortlessly. So if you start thinking about how it just is there based on the command from your consciousness, then you can start realizing that you actually have that power. You have that power to effortlessly change your entire being in existence. Some people like to call that manifestation, but this goes deeper than that. This goes into how to train yourself to accomplish amazing feats effortlessly. And the reason why I said that this is a blueprint of quantum acceleration is because I just said before that 
in, unless you're able to adapt some kind of ability like this, then it becomes like climbing Mount Maru to begin to change your entire consciousness. And even though that that's what we do, we won't wait on quantum acceleration in that accomplishment before we start making changes in ourselves, even if it means fasting and cleansing and all of what you need to go through to have the frequency shift. But for those who may be coming in at that opportune time, the blueprint of quantum acceleration is right there because you're actually watching yourself in a dream. You create the entire reality. You're here speaking another language or seeing people that you thought you forgot. And it's all done without you sitting there all day and, you know, like depressed because it's not happening right away and wondering how you're still going to get it done. And all those different things that actually lead to you feeling like something is insurmountable. So this is it. Remember, you got that quantum acceleration capability but it needs to be meditated on. And you need to realize once again that you're doing things in the dream that it takes people thousands of years, hundreds of years, 50 years, 20 years, whatever to do. And you can collapse all that time. And another thing that Josh also mentioned, which was amazing, was you also have this ability to put hundreds, thousands, two thousands, even years worth of energy into something. And, you know, it could be something that you're cooking. It could be something that you're making. It could be something that you're creating. If you focus your mind properly, you can begin to gather that energy from or how much energy would accumulate over that period of time all into that one moment. Because this is the kind of power and this is the kind of ability that you really have. So going into 2016, this is what should come at the forefront of your consciousness, of what you will become next, because this is guaranteed. Unless you deviate yourself from the plan by utilizing someone else's folklore, luring you down into this path in the wilderness like the movies that Disney makes to where you never make it out of the wilderness with the wolf and all these other archetypical characters that they've created that have your demise in mind. Unless you get trapped into that, then you actually have all these rewards to look forward to. So that's the main thing. So I'm going to go ahead and, and encompass some of the questions that we've actually had. We've got about 11 minutes, so I'm going to go into those questions. And what, the first question is, Brian says that there's a big trend in, spirit, in the spiritual community of non-attachment and being desireless. And I understand doing so from an observer's point of view, but it seems the masses all, almost push towards a robot, no feeling type of robotic, no feeling type of world. And I guess I see it being aligned with malevolence. I'm justifying, justifying it for being takers in relationships, indulging in flesh and such. Can you speak about if you witness the same and just touch base on the whole non-attachment, desireless subject while living in duality? And what I say about that is that this is something that I've also not gone that has not gone unnoticed by myself also, that, that some people come to me with extreme depression due to the fact that they have isolated themselves from everything and cannot integrate with anything from this paradigm without feeling like it's some part of the deception. And this is why what I explained today is key to understanding what actually is the deception, which is that same old path that everyone is going down versus the true ability to begin to create something new and to be imaginative and to actually be innovative. So the truth is the external world is actually constructed on our imagination and the principles that are constantly in fluctuation. So remember all these myths and tales 
keep this, re- this reality constantly in fluctuation because it's not based on anything that's really true. So I say those who seek more stability cannot cope with such a reality since it requires a lot of ad-libbing and innovation and creativity because when you're actually trying to build your consciousness on top of this sand pile, then it takes a lot of ad-libbing, innovation, and creativity because there's no real foundation to these illusions. So this is where, why you have to go back in and set the, uh, the foundation again. You know, you have to go create these new uh, um, observances for yourself and then start to become cohesive with the cosmos. We talked about in addition, we have many that have lived an entire lifetime of externalism. So now with an advent of and so much emphasis on internalization, they have swung to the opposite pole, which can be equally as unbalanced if the person only re- recollects times of externalism. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, they've been basically out in the world all their life, clubs and partying and drinking and all this kind of externalism. And then they start to become conscious. And then it's, there's like a slingshot effect to that. And they immediately go into this whole internalism. And then everything that is on the outside actually in their mind is synonymous with something that's wrong or something that they shouldn't be doing. And the truth is, is that we work to find balance because if we're slingshotting from internalism to externalism and not realizing the position that each each of those roles play, because, you know, we have an external mother, we have an internal mother. And both of them play a very important role. We breathe in, we breathe out. But so it's really about the balance. Remember, the cure and the poison. It's about the formula. So I talk about, I say, eventually a person levels out, generally, hopefully. And although this may take sometimes years, if not decades, and they realize that extremism is the actual prison, and we are to achieve balance with our creations. We breathe in, we breathe out. So if we feel externalism is bad, then let us try to just breathe in. And see what the result may be. So this proves that externalism should not be categorized in the in the category of evil. Internalism should not be put in the category of good. It's just about what kind of weights and measures that you really have. Because if you just did one or just did the other, it would be the equivalent of just breathing in or just breathing out, which is actually impossible. So the next question here is when you see or interact with someone that you know but when you're in a dream do you think with this type of thi- do you think with this type of thing the other person is dreaming the same thing at the same time meaning it's really them meeting you on this other plane such such that you could call them when you wake up and verify it or are these types of dreams more along the lines of an illusion or a hologram made by the imagination of a projection and some type of technology type to basically design the dream? Or is this other types of beings just taking the resemblance of a person you know like imposters? Even a combination of some or all of those things taking place. So basically this is a question if you see someone you know in the dream, if it's not, if it's really them or not. That's that's about it. Just wondering your thoughts on that. And my answer to that is check out the Keymaker show the holographic projector, because I get into that really deeply about how we can use our light projection to build up static forms of others and then animate them with the type of consciousness that we feel that they have. And if we're looking to find some kind of authenticity into what we're perceiving from them, then we need to configure ourselves properly to release judgment 
and then allow the natural energy and the perception of the signature that they're actually leaving to be, uh, that they're actually giving to become perceptive so that way you can read what they're really about and what they're doing if you're trying to hone in that ability. The next question is, are the negative energy beings people report encountering during sleep paralysis and false awakenings real or illusory? If they're real, what are they and what are the different types one might encounter? Does the body and the spirit have a natural defense against these other dimensional critters, creatures and beings? And if so, how is it activated or a summarized version of this question? So what I say is that they can be either real or illusory. Real in the tense that many people have environments that harvest negative energies. This can range from all-out uncleanliness, meaning dirt, just dirty environment, to negative frequencies being played on a constant basis to be to being uh, buried over a cesspool. So meaning that there's a large range of things that can actually cause the environment to begin to evoke negative frequencies, such as not having a clean environment, such as negative frequencies, rap music or rape music, as I call it. This kind of uh, 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 are being buried over just a cesspool or a house that is buried over sewage. So all these kind of things can actually bring up what we'll call in this tense, negative frequencies, but you know what I mean. It's just basically distortion. So it's for each person to do their own investigation of their environment in order to clean it from negative forces in order or bring that environment into balance. Because again, English leaves us very few words to actually describe what's going on because bacteria can be seen as negative, but Bacteria also become the foundation and building blocks. Manure can be seen as stank and negative, but it also grows plants. So you have to really begin to use your own consciousness, get away from the language, and then look at the reality and interpret what's going on. Because even in most ancient languages, they define energies with several different words based on what kind of energy we're actually talking about. So uh, in regards to the defense now, our, we have a natural defense. It's our frequency. And we discussed uh, in the last show about our aura and it's our true immunity and it's based on higher laws, meaning so if there's no resonation for our in our frequency field, then these kind of energies can actually be attracted to us. So we create around our being a buffer against this. And, and if we don't wish to attract it, however, oftentimes we have magnets to things that we don't like to be presented with in our environment even on minute levels. So we have to scan the environment for those things and rid ourselves of them. Because if you have something that is attracting this, whether it's in your consciousness, whether it's written on your shirt, whether it's in your closet, then it can become a resonator for these kind of frequencies. So you oftentimes have to do a good once over of your space and to make sure that if you don't want to attract something, that there's no magnets to it. And then you have your aura as a natural buffer and things that you can use to increase your aura are even smells. We talk about this in, uh, I believe it's, uh, uh, di cosmic dietetics are one of the courses in the university where you can actually, you know, you put oils on and, and fr fragrance oils. It creates a certain field around you that blocks out certain things. So there's different things you can do to increase your aura naturally. Timothy uh, Job asks, are there any substitutes for the cleansing kits on the site? And I say my response to that is there's lots. Actually, if you go on the Internet, there's many different methods of cleansing the body that people have found. It's just really about getting on that quest and identifying what you need to cleanse. The benefit of the cleansing kits that we have on the site is that all the core elements are there. And then there's a step by step manual. So especially with things like internal cleansing, you have to actually clean out certain parts of the body in order because you don't want to flush your, your liver into your pancreas. Like you don't want to, you know, not clean out your colon or clean out your colon 
colon during a certain time. So there is a methodical approach to cleaning out your body, just like the earth has different seasons. The next question here is, where can I get an astrological chart for my body? Uh, one of the sites that I would recommend is alabe.com. That's A-L-A-B-E.com. And there you can actually run a, a, a whole astronomical chart on yourself. And the main key that you're going to need is actually the time that you're born, or at least a, at least a rough estimate of the time that you're born. Uh, next question is, David Alexander asks, if I stay awake, what does that do to my body if I decide not to sleep anymore? And this is a long question, and it's about a minute and 30 seconds left, so I'm going to try to get through it. But um, basically, the person's asking about you know, sleeping and awake and you know, how this affects their energy centers and if they can become more conscious why, if they just choose not to sleep at all, which is impossible. You can't actually deprive yourself of sleep during a certain period, over a certain period of time. But you will notice when the body gets extremely tired, the spirit has more leadway. And this is why people tend to hallucinate when they get really tired, like two, three days into sleep deprivation. An extreme hallucination goes on because basically the body is exhausted and the spiritual and the mental side of our consciousness are allowed to fully act out. So that's, uh, that's one of the main parts of this um, in, in just understanding when you back down one side of your body, and I'm just going to have to conclude the question just to be able to give everyone a proper uh, good, you know, goodbye on today's conversation or, or good night. And so we'll get to this next Saturday. There's more questions. Obviously, there'll be more to deliver. I just want to say wholeness and balance vibration to everyone. It's been an amazing time. Hopefully that this message reached you today and it gives you all of what you need to continue to persevere and to go through into 2016 as the magnificent being that you truly are. Wholeness. And your movement, anything you can Come to teach, come to be tied Come in the likeness, in the image of God Cause you can be like that With all that humbleness, you know that